630 Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. John Ryan will hold. Peter Aji will snap. Castillo looking to give the Elks the lead to keep their season alive. The ball is up and... Stay bueno. The Elks take a 26-24 lead over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders with 24 seconds to go. Is it the final play of the game? Fajardo wants to load it up. He can't find anyone downfield. He's in the backfield dancing and spinning. He rolls to the left side. Finally, he dumps one deep downfield. It's into the air and onto the ground. And this one is over. And like the Bee Gees, the Elks are staying alive. 26-24. The Elks defeat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and will live to fight another day in this playoff race in the CFL West. A wild, bizarre, fun, frenetic, just a wild night in the Canadian Football League and the Edmonton Elks are still alive in the playoff race in the Western Division. Good evening. Yes, it's another voice. Although Mr. Voice was right. It was Morley Scott, but... You'll hear from Morley Scott throughout this. We're going to relive that game, but Morley's on uh, vacation, hanging out in uh, in the uh, deep reaches of Sa- uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, was in Saskatoon last night. Uh, if you follow him on social, uh, you saw him. He was at the Eagles concert, so uh, he's pretty happy about that. So yeah, I'm taking you through this uh, this half hour, and uh, we're going to have Jerry Harax- Haraxi coming up soon. You know him as the executive director for the Spirit of Edmonton or the chairman of the Spirit of Edmonton. We're going to have a normal Grey Cup week finally for the first time since 2019 in Calgary. There was a Grey Cup last year in Hamilton, but a very scaled back version just because of COVID-19. And of course, there wasn't a season in 2020. So, you know, the spirit of Edmonton is the highlight of any Grey Cup party. So we'll hear from Jerry uh, about that. But right now, let's take you through this wild game, which kept the Elks playoff hopes alive. They improved to four and 10. They're four and four on the road. Yes, I know they're not they haven't won yet at home. They're 0-6. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, and they also finally win their first game against a Western opponent. And they win for the first time this year against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at, at the very same time as they uh, unfortunately lose the season series, but they got the uh, the, the one win. And it's, it was a win they needed to stay alive. But boy, did it not start very well for the Elks. Ball is down, kick is up, and the Riders have struck first, taking a 3-0 lead in the shotgun here on third and one. (laughs) Sounds like a song. Here's Fajardo, drops back, he wants to throw, he's got a man downfield, and it is complete into the end zone. Touchdown Saskatchewan to Shaq Evans. Third and one turned into third and touchdown for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Evans in the end zone on a big bomb from Cody Fajardo. Third and one from the gun. More like third and one and a half, maybe closer to two, but uh, definitely great play call from offensive coordinator Jason Moss. They get the one-on-one matchup. Shaq Evans with the with the uh, field corner, Jamie Harry, who was replaced later in the second half by Deron Carter. But uh, Shaq Evans ran a great route uh, on the go and just a great start for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. 10-0 is the score, and you're like, oh, here we go again. Uh, but the Elks find a way to erase that early deficit 
and take the lead. Everybody's going. Taylor Cornelius takes the snap. He'll roll to the right side. He's going to go now across the 45, to the 50, to midfield. Still on his feet. Cornelius to the 30, to the 20, and finally down inside the 20. What a run by Taylor Cornelius, who got that six foot five frame really moving through midfield. Here's a field goal attempt from Sergio Castillo, and it's up and through. And the Elks will settle for three on this one, and it's a 10 3 game as Castillo hits the field goal. Oh man, he gets around the corner to the 30. He gets to the 35, the 40, the 45. Still on his feet. Across, okay. fumbles the ball, but okay. it goes out of bounds on the play. What a huge run again by Kevin Brown. I love this kid. Here's and uh, the ball is on the one. Now the Elks can worry about getting into the end zone and tying this game up. Cornelius will go under center again to take the ball from Cordy. There's the snap. Cornelius will plow ahead. He's into the end zone. Handler up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Elks. Taylor Cornelius plows his way into the end zone for his ninth rushing touchdown of the season, and the Elks are a convert away from tying it. Cornelius stands five yards back to take the snap. Flags come out as he drops back. He'll throw. He's going for Dylan Mitchell. He's got it at the 30, the 20, the 10 into the end zone, but what is the penalty flag for? We'll have to wait and see what the call is and it looks like Cornelius knows it's going against the Riders because he's got his arms in the air and is running back down to the Saskatchewan end zone. So the Elks give up the first 10 points and then they score the next 17 points and then it's a back and forth type of game and the Elks only get nine points the rest of the way but the defense really really stepped up but oh there were some tough moments too. Another Blocked punt. Oh, another punt block. Third game in a row, a kick has been blocked. Oh, my goodness. And this is going to put the Riders inside the 25-yard line or around the 25-yard line to start this series. Uh, they did a pretty decent job, you know, covering kicks tonight. We've been doing some some analytic things with the, with the kickoffs to try to put the ball in other people's hands and try to, you know, get kicks with hang time for drive start and stuff. And Sergio's still working through some of his kinks with that as well, you know, not just driving the ball deep all the time. And, and uh, we're trying to keep the ball out of, uh, you know, their best guy's hands. And so, again, it's no secret what we're trying to do. I mean, they, if you watch the film, you know. So, I mean, it's uh, – but at the same time, we've got to shore up our protection in the punt game. And uh, we've got – if we have to bring all of our gunners and jokers in and, and have everybody protect them, we've got to get, get the daggum punt off. And, um, you know, it's certainly something that over the, over the bye week we're going to look at different, different options. Yeah, they got to fix it. They just have to fix it. Fourth straight game of the block kick. Uh, four games ago was a block field goal at the end of the half against the Ottawa Red Blacks. That was a home loss. And then three straight games. Labor Day, Labor Day rematch. The game in Regina on Friday blocked punts. And very similar circumstances where you had basically a free man come up the middle and block the punt you know so why is this happening they're playing games up front they're overloading some some uh some rushers and it's not getting picked up really all that well because one man gets free all the time and i remember on labor day i think it was uh it was i can't remember who blocked the punt mcknight i think uh he basically drove anti milanovic litre into john ryan so somehow they're letting a free man get in once a game and blocks a punt and that's not good uh the riders 
they were scrappy and they hung around. They had some difficulties, obviously, with protection, but they got a late lead in the fourth quarter, and that made Elks fans quite nervous. There's the snap. Fajardo drops back, throws into the end zone. Touchdown. And it is complete in the end zone to Braden Lenius. And the Riders have tied the game at 23 with 68 seconds to go. Also to come the point after attempt. Point after attempt is good and for the first time in a long time the riders lead this game 24 23 saskatchewan takes the lead and the elks now have 68 seconds to keep their season alive now it was kind of a tough quarter for the elks offensively darrell walker actually the half period darrell walker dropped two passes that uh, could have been first downs, that could have improved, uh, in, improved Taylor Cornelius's completion percentage uh, from 54% to about 62%. But boy, was he clutch on the final drive, Dewalk was. And uh, Taylor Cornelius uh, spoke about what the two talked about uh, before going out for that final scoring drive. You know, after that, that two and out, there was, what was it, I think maybe seven, eight minutes left. You know, we, we you know, me and him talked on the sideline. And we, we told each other that, you know, we're going to have another opportunity at this. Um, and, you know, we're right back in it, get his mind right. And he, you know, put it behind him and came up huge. And, you know, with, especially on the first play to get that first first down. I mean, that's the biggest thing on, on a two-minute drive like that. 63 seconds to put points on the board. Three receivers to the left side, two to the right. Cornelius throws, and it's complete. Darrell Walker's got that one across the 50 to the 51-yard line. Looked like he juggled a little bit, but second and 10. 33 seconds on the clock. Motion starts for Cornelius. He'll throw, and Walker's got another one to the 40-yard line. Darrell Walker coming through in the clutch for the Elks, and that won't be a first down, but it gets the ball to the 40. Here comes Castillo. From the 47-and-a-half-yard line, John Ryan will hold. Peter Aji will snap. Castillo looking to give the Elks the lead to keep their season alive. The ball is up, and Este Bueno. The Elks take a 26-24 lead over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders with 24 seconds to go. You, I think as a kicker, you always want, I want every game to be a game winner. And I was just very fortunate and blessed that I uh, was able to have the opportunity and uh, give props to Peter and, and John Ryan. You know, they, they, they've they been making it easy on me, um, you know, just to kick, you know, the past six, seven games. So I'm just grateful for them and, you know, obviously O-line protecting and, you know, Taylor out there. Uh, looking, uh, man, he's looking good out there. So, you know, I was just very grateful for him to give me an opportunity to, to help the team. So a huge win. And what does it mean for the standings? Look, it's going to be very, very tough for this team to make the playoffs. Let's not mince words here. But for the culture of the team, building this process, building this program, as Chris Jones says, uh, he commented on what this win could mean for, for that. 
You feel it in the locker room. I mean, we've got a bunch of good dudes in there, and and again, they they work hard. They enjoy being around one another. You know, it, it's just uh, you know, it's been so frustrating. You know, watching them, you know, play just good enough to walk off the field and not have a win. And and I'm just, uh, I feel so good just to, the fact of uh, we can go get on the airplane right now and enjoy being around one another. Last night when we when we met, uh, you know, at the hotel, it was just a really good atmosphere. The, the guys, you know, are, are beginning to, to kind of bond and, and want to hang out. And, you know, uh, it, it's never never too late to do any of that when you're building a program. So this comes off a tough loss where they lose 58 tw- or 56-28 to the Calgary Stampeders in the Labor Day rematch. This comes during a practice week where the head coach blasted his team after Wednesday's practice, not being happy with it. And he actually said, you know, probably wasn't that bad, but, I needed to blow off some steam with some things that I was seeing. And you're not sure what you're going to see. It was, didn't start very well, but the offense got going. They had overall 423 yards of offense. Taylor Cornelius, 237 yards passing, one touchdown, five touchdowns to two interceptions over his last five games. The uh, fifth or fourth time in that stretch, he's been over 100 in the quarterback rating. Kevin Brown um, has a 12.8 yard average. I mean, his. Uh, his rushing stats are just insane right now. Um, I mean, it's well over 200 yards of, of offense. Dylan Mitchell is already uh, surging up the charts for the Elks and for the, the league. He has 343 yards receiving in just four games. He has a 22.9 average when, uh, per catch, which is, which is nuts. Um, and Taylor Cornelius, part of the, the run game as well, with 91 yards rushing to go with 100 for Kevin Brown, 200 and two yards. was sacked eight times, two by Jake Cerezo, who I thought had his best game of the year. He's been kind of silent for a while. Adam Konar had a strip sack. Uh, Coney Ely had a sack on the final drive, which was key. Um and uh, yes, Christian Rector in his first game since July 7th played well. Cody Fajardo, I know he was criticized big time by his coach. Um, but Cody Fajardo as well only had seven incompletions. All those seven incompletions were knockdowns by the Elks. There was one that was going out of bounds. But in six of those seven incompletions, he was pretty accurate. Ed Ganey had three knockdowns. Uh, also, let's see here. Oh, here we are. Uh, Scott Hutter had two, and Treston Decoud had two, who was moving to the uh, short corner from uh, wide half, and he played pretty, pretty well. Sergio Castillo, uh, he hit the he had double doink in that game. Walther had a doink off the bar. So did uh, Castillo. Had some trouble with kickoffs, but he had a couple deep kickoffs that were key. He's got to fix the punt blocks. 12-3 to 3 discrepancy in penalties is Strange to me. Uh, some penalties, though, the Elks have to clean up. So they're on the bye this week. So are the Riders. So nothing changes in the standings. The Riders play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers next weekend. And the Elks host the Montreal Alouettes to stay alive in the playoff hunt. You can catch that game right here in 630. Ched, 1230 for countdown to kickoff. Two o'clock is the kickoff as the Elks try to end that 14-game losing streak at home. When we come back, Details on the spirit of Edmonton as a great cup week returns to normal in a couple of months in Regina. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's more 
Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630Chad. Dave Campbell and for Morley Scott this week. And you know, in two months' time, Regina, Grey Cup week. And the best party at Grey Cup week is the Spirit of Edmonton. And it's the first normal Grey Cup week in three years. And talk about the Spirit is Jerry Haraxi from the Spirit of Edmonton. Jerry, nice to have you on the show again. How you doing? Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's great to have you back. Uh, we're we're kind of running out of time here, but uh, we got a few minutes just to chat about. I mean, this is exciting. We, I know, last year there was a Grey Cup festival. It wasn't really like we're used to though, because of the COVID nineteen restrictions. But uh, hey, we're back, baby. Though, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, we're back. We are we are so excited. Last year we were in Hamilton and, and we had to go. You know, we wanted to represent uh, the Elks in the city of Edmonton last year in Hamilton, and it was so nice when people were coming up to us and thanking us for being there. And it really it really made it clear in my mind that the spirit of Edmonton brings Canadians together at Grey Cup for one of the best weekends of the year. And this year we're really excited to be in Regina. Um, we're going to be at the Connectus Arts Center and the main banquet room there. We're going to be able to put in 1,500 people a night. We're going to be back to the typical Spirit of Edmonton great rock and roll show. That's great. And uh, it, does it start, usually starts Thursday. Is this the case this time? Yeah, we're doing um, Thursday night. We're opening the doors at 4 o'clock. Uh, we're bringing um, Tall Boy from Edmonton. They're our, kind of our house band. They've been playing at our tailgate uh, every home game. They're going to be uh, opening up our show. And then we have a bunch of uh, Saskatchewan talent that's going to be following all weekend long, including the Harrison James Band out of Saskatoon. Uh, we have the Night Train, which is uh, one of the best Guns N' Roses cover bands uh, in North America. Uh, we've got them coming in for a couple of shows Friday and Saturday. And uh, it's just going to be a fantastic show. I think this year is probably one of our best years ever for the uh, entertainment lineup that we have. Yeah, that, that's exciting. Another exciting event is always the Spirit of Edmonton Breakfast. Uh, that That's a highlight event, and uh, the sluice juice will be flowing. <laughs> we uh, we have two 500-liter tanks that we ship to every uh, every Grey Cup party. We will be mixing that sluice juice at about 6.30 in the morning. Uh, the doors this year, we're going to be in the Conexus Centre, the same room where our party from the night before is going to happen. Uh, we will be uh, downstairs there. Uh, we're, we have uh, 1,300 seats available. The tickets are available right now online at thespiritofedmonton.com. Uh, we're about a third of the way sold out after three days. Uh, so it's, I always say, it's the toughest ticket a great cup to get. Uh, and we will sell that one out again too. So uh, really looking forward to, to hosting a huge breakfast again. Exciting stuff. Jerry, thanks for your time. And we'll have you on again uh, down the road as we get closer to Grey Cup. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Jerry Haraxi from the Spirit of Edmonton. Yes, normal Grey Cup. Uh, first full-fledged, like, go do whatever you want. First time we've been able to say that since 2019 in Calgary. Uh, NFL Monday Night Football. We got two games. I don't know why, but don't ask why. We got two games. Buffalo Bills into the third quarter are Hulk smashing the Tennessee Titans 41-7. Stefan Diggs has three touchdown passes, and Jake Allen has been amazing. Halftime, Philadelphia Eagles 24-7 over the Minnesota Vikings. So Elks are off this week. They're back at practice on Saturday. Then they'll be back for their prep week a week uh, tomorrow for day one preparation. Montreal Alouettes on the Brickfield of Commonwealth Stadium for Saturday, October 1st, 12.30 countdown to kickoff. 2 o'clock is the uh, kickoff right here on 630 Chat. For Kellen Kennedy, I'm Dave Campbell. Have a great evening. Good night.